0: you've been listening to flat by live tune featuring yuki ozaki and that is the opening for hamatora which is one of the shows of the winter 2014 anime lineup which is mainly the theme of the show itself we're going to do our reviews of said season and one of them is hamatora whether it be good or bad i guess chris will let us know um, but first, we're from atokyu-spirit.com That's where you can go for all of our news, reviews, uh, and all of our impressions of episodes for current seasons, reviews of older shows, newer shows, all that's there. Check us out there. You can also get our feeds for all these iTunes and Twitter and all that stuff to keep up to date for us because we post regularly. We try to do daily. Sometimes it doesn't happen, but we try. Um, some of you might know that we're a little late on our podcast posting, and that's because I had to work through the weekend and do anything about it but we're here and nobody cares about that so we'll give you what you want which is our reviews and it's a whopper of an episode we have first we have Engaged and Identify, which we both watched um Silver Spoon which Chris has watched uh then we have Super Sonic Super Sonico the Animation which Chris reluctantly watched um The Pilot Love Song which I have watched and scaringly enough Chris did not watch a show that Chris did not watch I know this is like groundbreaking here this is like an episode for the history books Witchcraft Works which is what Chris has watched uh, Oni-chan Gakita which... One-chan. One-chan Gakita which Chris watched and obviously I have no clue about it Hamatora which also Chris watched Tokyo Ravens which I've watched a bit of and Chris has watched it's a jam-packed episode is it? I'm trying to kill us here? It's not thirty. <laughs> that is true. It's not. This is not a two-hour episode of thirty shows that we say it's good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, <laughs> and that's the whole idea of how we have this laid out. So I guess we'll just jump right in there since we have a bunch to cover. Which is our first one, which is engaged to the unidentified, or would you like to end us? day I did. It's thetakuSpirit.com. Nobody cares who we are. Okay. To be honest. Come on, people, tell us. Do you even care that I'm Andrew and this is Chris? You, you but, but I
1: didn't get to say yo.
0: Nobody cares about your yo thing. <laughs> your weird obsession with yo-yos or the word I in Spanish. I don't know any other translations. It's a crude hi is all it is. <clears throat> well, so you want to be crude with our audience? No. That's what you're saying? It's not what it
1: That's You not just what said I mean.
0: that. It's crude's way of saying hi. It's
1: just an un, it's, a, it's a familiar way of saying hi are we going to get into a, like some kind of English lesson here it wouldn't be English it would be Japanese
0: <laughs> okay
1: that's just like saying yeah. oh it's just a way of saying bye and
0: yo's also a way of saying hi in, in America too it's not a Japanese thing and only I didn't say I it wonder we should American look into point. that where did it come where did well the chicken or the egg kind of thing <laughs> who got it first who owns yo <laughs> comment let it us know comment yes <laughs> <laughs> our, our stupid plug to try to get a comment. Uh, anyways, engage the unidentified, or I'm going to butcher this. Mikakunin de Shinkokui. Did I butcher that enough? Uh, probably.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for it. <laughs> Mikakunin de Shin K. 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 Cookie cookie.
0: Now we're starting to sound like uh, Wizard Bears here. Sure. Um. Anyways, this show covers uh, Kobane Yanomori, who uh, just turned 16, and apparently that is the age in which you can get married in Japan. Uh, when she wakes up to her 16th birthday, her sister Benio's already got a birthday cake set up for her, and she's all excited. And uh, Probably Benio's excited for her own reasons. I don't remember exactly on the first episode. I think she probably wanted to marry her herself because Benio is obsessed with Little girls. We'll get into that later. Anyways, uh, she comes to a shocking revelation that apparently she has been arranged to be married to a boy named Hakuya. And he's already there. He's in the household. Here is your new, uh, you know, soon-to-be-wed husband right here. Uh, Your your grandfather, your late grandfather, has decided. And since nobody seems to want to go against the wishes of the grandfather, they... They seem to go along with it, even though Kobane is way against it at first. Um, They're also joined by Hakuya's little sister, who is Mashiro, And she's like this very high-pitched little girl, very adorable little girl, um, who seems to be more, I guess, in tune of uh, safety and smarts of the group. Because... Hakuya technically is a very quiet person. He lacks any kind of presence whatsoever. He's just he's one of the people that they'll be carrying on a conversation and suddenly he'll chime in and they'll go, oh, whoa, we didn't know you were even there. He's just, he just, he blends in and is not noticed. Um, but that's kind of the gist of the show. Uh, they kind of start slowly finding out who uh, Hakuya and Mashiro are um, and Kobane is constantly conflicted with the idea of she doesn't technically hate the boy, but she's against the idea that I'm being forced to marry, and I don't even know if I want to marry. So, and she's like a very, she's a very skilled house, uh, kind of a, I don't want to say housewife, but that's what she kind of sees herself as only being good at. She's very good at taking care of a household. She cooks very well. She she knows how to what how to keep things. Clean, keep uh, things in order in the household, and she doesn't. She doesn't excel at anything technically, uh, school based or knowledge based. So even though her sister Benio is very smart and
1: great waifu material,
0: right? It, <laughs> in, a, in a simple sense, um, and you come to find out that uh, Hakuya knows her uh, knows K- K- Kobeni from the past. Uh, apparently, when they were children. Something happened that involved the two of them, and she lost her memory. She doesn't remember anything that happened. So you kind of slowly find out what happened there. And I, I honestly, when I first came into the show when it first aired, I was like, "Oh man, here it goes. She's going to have she's arranged marriage. going to be really dumb comedy." Um, and the, and then they show the guy, and I'm like, "Oh, he's going to be a total jerk." And then I find out that he has no presence, and he's very quiet. They describe him often as a like a loyal dog. He just kind of just sits there and waits loyally for something to happen. Very protective. And that whole aspect of her being afraid of being brought into marriage and him being a very loyal and protective person, even though quiet, <clears throat> I really like that. And I had so much hope for this show. But my... I thought it was going to turn into a that whole thing. They're going to learn. They're going to learn about each other. Um, he's going to be that loyal, quiet character. She's going to be the loud and indecisive uh, character, and they're going to kind of bond that way. But sadly, the show just completely turned to something completely different for me. It turned into nothing but Benio, who Benio is the sister of Kobany. She, of course, like I said earlier, she has an obsession with little girls. Uh, she's always loved her little sister, uh, Kopane. And, like, to a scary extent, a very scary extent, like like stalker, creepy extent. And, of course, you bring him a Shiro, and she's an even smaller, adorable girl. And so she's obs- obsessed with her. And then you have uh, a, one of the transfer students that comes into the show later, and her obsession with her. And, and it really just turns into more... C- Benio torturing little girls and Mashiro fighting off Kobane or Benio even though these other characters think Benio is the greatest thing in the world. The school is obsessed with Benio. She's like an idol of the school. And that just wasn't what I was looking for in the show. I know there's a lot of people out there that enjoy the humor. I I think Chris enjoyed a lot of the humor. I just, that wasn't what I was looking for. I was more interested in what Kobane and and, uh, Hakuya had going. And... The show didn't explore that, and that was... It Ultimately, I think, episode 9, I stopped doing the first, the impressions on the website just because I just found myself complaining about that aspect over and over again, and I didn't want our readers to have to read that over and over again, so I just kind of decided, I'll just step away from it. And then, when they started exploring... Did you more ever finish it off? No. no. Well, when they started exploring the, the more interesting elements of the family of... Hakuya and, and Mashira, which is the Mitsumini Mitsum Mitsumine Mitsumine Mitsumini Mitsumini uh, family. That was interesting, but they just never explored it. And there was this—I this, don't know how to explain without this point. They have skills, and I wanted them to explore that. And I, did
1: they ever? Did you say they ever did? Uh, their abilities? No, they didn't actually explore yeah, it was that. Just, they they, they ended up going me. they ended up going to the home place and, oh, so they did go there at least yeah and and, and that was that was where I, I was saying that he got to actually act or show off his cool his epicness for a, se- a split second but it was it was kind of a one of those really more quick aspects it didn't happen very fast, or it didn't happen for very long it was a quick him sh- saving her life and that was it
0: well, since I blathered on for like five hours right there, what do you, what do you think of the show? Uh, this
1: sh- this show was well done to me. Um, th- there was there was what my brother was saying the very uh, overly obnoxious tendency to focus on the relationship between Mashiro and Binio, um, but to me this was a very honest and loving romance, even with the with the light triang- triangle situation that happens later on in the show. Oh, that was so. <laughs> I wouldn't even call that a
0: triangle. That was just
1: <laughs> no right. I mean, that's why I say it's a light triangle. I mean, it was there. It was that was really to force Kobeni. That was all. Really, it, was it was for was. me.
0: For those that watch the show, you'll know what I'm talking about. I don't want to be too specific, but it was just really just to force Kobeni because there was really nothing there.
1: Yeah. Um, Hakia is really cool and low key. Um, Kobeni is a light Genki. Um, she, her simple honesty uh, just get adds so much to this this relationship between them. I I my brother kind of dropped off at around the nine episode point. Uh, there was maybe one or two more episodes where the Benio and 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 uh, and Mashiro thing happened a couple more times, but it did kind of taper off and and the last few episodes were really truly focused on their relationship. Um, so I thought it was really worth it. Um, I actually gave it. Did did you want to score? I we didn't discuss that at all. No, you're welcome to. That's fine. Um, I scored it a three point five.
0: I I dropped it, so that kind of tells you what I got thought of it. If I had to give it a score, I'd probably give it a two. I mean, I I still thought a lot of the characters. Could, I love the the character designs. I think I think Kowoday was one of the most adorable characters in the entire uh, winter season. I, I had her in my one of my cutest characters of the season. Um, I just think Benio killed the series for me. I, I could not stand her. It, the jokes got old, and that ultimately made me drop it. But I think, like I said, if you enjoy that humor of the, the I guess, lolly con girl kind of thing, I think that's definitely a show that you probably should watch.
1: I, I, I do admit it was overly done. I, I, I'm I not going to sit here and, and say, oh, wow, it... it it's just one of those things that I think that if you have a tolerance for it, you can get through it.
0: Yeah, I got to I got to nine and I gave up. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the nine was the really the part where it was like it wasn't really the the the, the what was it the needle that broke the camel's back. It was really just it hit all the nerves in me. Like the whole here's a very emotional moment for Kobane when she finally realizes what she's doing to Hakuya, and then. Here comes Benio, and she goes nuts and talks about purifying the entire school, and it's like, you just ruined a very emotional moment that was making the character, uh, basically it was a dynamic moment. It was one of those moments that the character changes, and they just broke it, and that was, like I I said, that, that. that broke it for me, but again, that's just me. So, we'll move on to <laughs> a show that I have no care whatsoever for. So, Silver Spoon, Chris will have to take.
1: You may want to reconsider that.
0: Oh, I've heard the many the, re, the many refutes to that whole idea of, of discounting it.
1: <laughs> I, I, uh, Silver Spoon is about uh, Hachiken uh, Yugo. He's a mild-mannered uh, academic... Uh, who chooses to move away from a suburban lifestyle to enroll at uh, Yozo Agricultural High School in the country because of strained relations with his family? I don't like doing that. I'm not going to do that no more. I'm what, you trying that. to
0: read it from the thing? Yes, I was reading it.
1: Well, then laugh it off and continue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm like, you want to edit this out? I'm just going to sit here and stir my drink in the middle of the podcast.
1: <laughs> there. Drink is stirred. Continue, Chris. All right. There is a character named Hachiken. Um, He is the main protagonist. He's uh, he's decided that he didn't want to live with his parents, and he wanted to go into a school that has a dorm, and he could pretty much get away from his family. And the process in the process of doing that, he chooses a agricultural school that pretty much just got him away from his family. As he as he is in. Uh, Getting involved in the school, he becomes more and more, he realizes more and more that he has to work very hard, and he very much has to rely on his classmates and, and his... Uh, he joined an agricultural
0: school, and he comes to the realization that he has to work hard. Yep. He has to work hard,
1: and he does work hard. Now, in the first season, I was very, very hard on this show. Um, because it is a very, very slow show. Mm -hmm. Um, however, one of the things that I did point out was that this does have a lot of characters and the characters are very colorful. I mean, there is, and there's not stereotypes so much in this show. I I mean, you can maybe point at a character and say that character is kind of Sundari, but it's not. And this is the funny thing, as I didn't, I had a hard time um, connecting to a lot of the characters because there was just so many different types of characters. And the funny thing about this is you could actually associate with the the decisions that they made, not based on, okay, that character is this type of a character, so they're going to choose to do things this way you actually related with these characters. But, like I said, this was a slice-of-life show, and it was a very, very slow show. And it's also really a light comedy show. So it really was kind of low-key on the com- comedic points. Um, and then, as my brother has pointed out before, he one of the things that really turned him off was it did uh, a particular scene where it went into describing different agricultural aspects and what well, wasn't that
0: just that it was like the math thing It was... you had this the the point in which I finally turned it off was in the first episode they had I don't know I think I watched it all the way through I just it was the it was the point in which I was like okay I'm I'm done with this cuz if this this may be what it is which is fine again if that's what you want he goes into this classroom and these two guys are basically combined or are comparing their knowledge it it really is Um, this guy's talking about math, and he's going into all these math equations. This other guy's talking about, uh, some kind of agricultural-based thing. I think, like, uh, cow milk pasteurizing or something. I don't know. But they're just getting there just blah and on about all this scientific and mathematical stuff that I just don't care about, and it, it just went too long. I mean, there's, I understand the scene, but it went too long, and it was just you drug it out and that's kind of what killed it for me i just figured that's what it was it again interesting and apparently this is something that's really big in japan and i think it's really because a lot of japan are really interested in what this agricultural stuff is because they don't there's they're not in that they're not they're not uh exposed to it so this is a way that they're able to actually see a little bit about it which is really really cool
1: it's just i don't. i've seen too much of it i don't care no, no, that's fine. I, it, everybody's entitled their opinion. I don't I don't have a problem no, with that. No, I am not allowed an opinion. No, you, you, you are not. Thank you, you. You must actually, from now on, you must watch every show that I tell you. You must watch it. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> then you can have your opinion. You have to watch club schools of shows. And <laughs> hey, I have not brought triangles. another club sh- show up to you since. Um, anyway, this show, the funny thing about this show is... Like I said, it, in the first season, I was really hard on it. Um, in the second season, it started. Um, a lot of these characters started uh, uh, blooming, for a lack of a better term. Um, I started really seeing uh, these characters. The interactions between each other really started to take a true form. The character dynamics really started uh, flourishing. Um, I started seeing a lot... Hatchikin is a great example. He starts out in this kind of a, uh introverted, I don't want to have nothing to do with anybody else, I'm just going to do what I want to do, get my job done, and, and live my life as long as I don't have to deal with my family. By the end of the second season, this guy has become very ingrained in this school. Um as in, everybody comes to him for advice. Um, he is no more, no longer uh, introverted. He um, is quick to help everybody. He's he's in taking the initiative in a lot of situations to take care of things long before anybody else is dealing with it. Um, he's also dealing with things having to do with uh, very very adult orientated situations where. Yeah, he's a college age kid, but or a, a senior high school type kid. But to deal with the the things that he's dealing with is um, is is very very sh- uh, sh- showing of the amount of maturity he's gained over the course of the two seasons. Um, he has to decide a little yellow down. He actually, well, I'm not gonna.
0: <laughs> I figured it was it had something to do with letting an animal. Killing an animal off or something. No, no, it it
1: doesn't. That was actually in the first Probably season, honestly. <laughs> um, honestly, when it comes down to it, I my main problem is, is how would I suggest this show? Because, honestly, a lot of people would get really, really turned off by the first season. If you were to ask me, honestly, do I think that the two seasons are worth it? Yes. Do I think that watching the first season... If you could get past the first season, if you watch two or three episodes, you're going to know whether or not you're going to like this show, because it is very, very slow-paced. But if you can deal with the pacing, you're going to love this show. The characters are just so worth this. Um, They're very colorful, very, very, um, a lot of off-the-wall situations that, and, and they're not unrealistic situations, they're not... Uh, Laugh out loud, crazy funny situations, but you're going to love this show if you can get through the pacing. That being said, um, I give this this season uh, a three and a half.
0: Season? Yeah. Isn't
1: it just a 24? If you want to... No, 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 no. This season was 12 episodes. The first season was 12 episodes, I think.
0: Right, but if it's continued, that means it was just a 24.
1: This is the second season.
0: I don't think they call that a second season. I don't know. Anyways, Supersonico, the animation. (laughs) So, this is a very epic tale of a girl named Supersonico. She's an 18-year-old college student who plays guitar for a three-girl band. Called the first astronomical... Astronomical...
1: Astronomical.
0: Oh, I can't read your writing apparently, you should, even though it's you in should,
1: text. You should see, you should see, hear them trying to say it. So, it's done in medical velocity.
0: Hi, I don't know. Um, uh, and models for pinups. Uh, she models for pinups. The girls, I don't know if the band does, I would imagine so. Um, and she wears no. Uh, actually, she the, wears her band members do not clothing she does. that melts and lights and expose <laughs> herself to little children. <laughs> uh, in spite of her busy schedule of doing that, and she also works at her grandma's restaurant. I don't think you put that on there. Um, she still finds t- oh, you yeah, <laughs> have it on there. She finds times we work at her grandma's restaurant. Um, one night, her band members uh, Suzu and Furi, uh, one of them likes to sleep a lot. And um, are late to a concert, forcing her to play alone. Aww.
1: Aww. The result of the
0: show is going to be <laughs>
1: far-reaching consequences for Sonico. Yeah. Okay. The genre for this is fan service, moe crap, with with light CG elements. The intro. There is no intro. It's just her riding a bike, <laughs> <laughs>
0: with pockets coming out of her
1: pockets. With pockets coming out of the bottom pocket she has pockets where pockets are (laughs) pockets coming out of her shorts coming out of her shorts this the characters are shallow and moe um here's the thing about this show um i like you have symbolism as if (laughs) as if like why you even have symbolism (laughs) listed if you know there's no symbolism you just want to say as if as if no i have i have a a what's the word um no, see, people
0: don't understand that this Super Sonico. The- while it, it essentially is based off of a of a brand, this is a, a company made this character Super Sonico to sell their brand, and that's all she's ever been is just a model. And when they decided one day they wanted to make something more of her, they made this animation, and they decided to key on this the subtitle for Super Sonico as the animation and that that instills a, a sense of pride. The the word the animation or the words the animation is actually a very um it's a symbolism for something becoming in motion. <laughs>
1: okay, shut up. Once, <laughs> shut she up. used to be okay. a still
0: character, now she's in motion. And and in doing so she created okay create i thought you crazy- were being
1: i thought you were trying to be serious for a moment but no no shut I up no. you were ever thinking i was being serious i don't know where you got that from all right i i was i was actually giving you because you were saying that you know this was a show that was given i will give this to this if if you have any emotional investment in this character you will probably <laughs> like the show <laughs> You're- Serious now? Actually, yes, I am, okay? Shut you know up for a minute. She's a flat, still
0: image that we put headphones oh. to and stuff. All right. <laughs> yeah, they're like, go on, get out of the road. Can like,
1: I get on with the stupid Sonico, review?
0: I'm going to get through my day of work
1: for you. Can I do this in the, this review now? I thought you were being <laughs> joking.
0: I'm, oh, you're I, being
1: serious? Yes, I'm being serious. This show, if you have... <laughs> You're going to say it again like it means something. If you care about this character, then you will (laughs) like this show. How do you care about a character that's
0: flat and has done nothing but say, look at this character, she's wearing that jacket that you can buy.
1: Okay, if you like Nitro Plus and you (laughs) like their logo. Their logo. (laughs) Now she's a logo. Otherwise, honestly, this show was a complete and total waste of time. There we go. (laughs) I no, it's not a waste of time, because a cat. a <laughs> <Sundere> cat. Okay, <laughs> but, I, but hey, get, let, let me get to that, alright? Um, I. If you have any preconceived notions about whether you like this show or not, that's going to ma- really make up the de- your decision on whether or not you're going to enjoy this show. Um, I was trying to be preconceived that I was going to enjoy it because I like Hatsune Miku, and I was hoping they would do something <laughs> cool with it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, this, this character came off as ditzy. Um, she was very, very hardworking, and she did seem like she cared a lot. But the problem was is that it was so lost in this constant fan y type situations that it, it, it became convoluted and, and, and just downright... I, I sat there show after show just being flat out bored watching this character do absolutely nothing. I I cared about nothing this character was doing. There was no character building, per se. Um, it it, It even came down to... There was one episode where she spent an entire episode... For some random reason that had no real, true, honest answer. She went on a road trip. To nowhere. Randomly got off of the bus... Walked through town hungry, and then she bumped into somebody who fed her and helped her make a glass bead. Then she left that place, went for a walk. On the way, she bumped into an old guy and an old woman, and they gave her a a watermelon. She continued her trip to a hot spring. At the hot spring, she ra- makes another random decision to go and watch stars. But did, this did, did was she, the Did she episode. go into the hot spring? I don't remember. Probably, <laughs> you don't remember if she went in the hot spring. It was a long blur. <laughs> <laughs> I was still trying to figure out why she randomly left. <laughs> this this was the entire show, okay? Or this this entire episode, and this happened constantly throughout the show one episode she was against zombies who were not actually zombies they were people who took diet drugs that made them super hungry and super skinny um what that don't ask it it, it happened
0: that's okay? the plot for the next resident evil dietary <laughs> pl- thing that makes them really hungry
1: it th- this th- this but did it they was just shred a- her clothes no and this is the funny thing as far as fan service is concerned it was very fan y they were they tended to be very clean if you can say that in fan service in the same sentence it's very difficult to do but here's the funny thing out of the entire show okay this is what 12 13 episode show i can point out two points in which i truly enjoyed myself watching the show one of them was an entire episode dedicated to cats. Okay, that says something. If the main character was not my enjoyment of this show. Super Sundete cat, the animation. Yes, they actually pulled off a Sundete cat. This is episode 10. If anybody actually wants to ca- go and check it out. No, see, I, I counter that with the fact that I think all cats are Sundete. <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: like, mm-hmm. and you're petting them, they're like, I don't know you're them and they're like
1: okay i'll rub up against you but i'm not doing it for you <laughs> i'm doing it for myself the other the other point was i and i'm just going to save you all the 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 spoilers there was an entire uh there was a scene involving a little girl who was having trouble because she was having a hard time believing in whether santa was true or not and um and they needed to the the Trade district or whatever she's involved in had to hire in a Santa. Um, this entire scene involves her having a situation where the little girl wanted to see, wished to see her dad. The dad was out of the country, um, but it just so happened that they had brought in the the dad for um, to hire him as a Santa for their little t- trade center. And um, Wait, why wouldn't they get Santa? Well, why wouldn't they get Santa? You know, Santa Wait, Sa- what Santa is Santa is hireable no <laughs> shatter <laughs> anyway so uh, Sonico finds out that this Santa is actually her dad or is the little girl's dad um, and it it showed a very very sweet scene of uh, the dad uh, being Santa in front of the little girl. Um, and saying Merry Christmas And then they hid the, the Santa And then he changed into the dad And it was a very very cute oh, scene Spoilers that, Yeah that's what I was saying I'm just saving you all the trouble So you don't have to watch the actual show If you want to <laughs> Go for it It's one of the last episodes So But When it comes down to it My final score for this show is 5 1 51 Okay
0: there's no K rating. <laughs> so, what about <clears throat> Pilot's Love Song, Andy? The Pilot's Love Song. I think in the first episode, I had a lot of hopes for the show being probably one of my favorites of the season. Um, it is still up there, not quite anymore. Um, I didn't really prepare any names whatsoever. Calil, um, Nina Viento. When it, when it opens up you, this, this is going to be very difficult to explain Because it's a very Surprisingly a very deep world They created here um, You essentially have this world um, That has been It's a kingdom that was once the kingdom That the main character His name is uh Kal-El, He used to be the f- uh, former Prince in line To be king of the former kingdom That this takes place in and Kalel is now living with his uh, his stepsister and stepfather. These are a family that basically brought him in. And the kingdom itself is seeking to fulfill a prophecy. Uh, this island in this that floating this floating island they call Isla. Um, they're embarking on this floating island to go out to what they call as the the end of the sky. Um, because the basically how this world is laid out there is a holy fountain in the middle and there's multiple layers of waterfalls going down to this into the sky where the water is then burned brought back into the center where the holy spring is and it's it re, it's just like a floating island that keeps circulating the water it's very interesting how they laid it out anyways so this kingdom is setting out this group of people on this island, this floating island, to go out to the, the edge of the sky. And Kalel is, for lack of a better term, is hired to go and sneak onto this floating island. Nobody knows that he is actually the former prince. They everybody believes he's dead. He wants to get onto the island because he wants to exact revenge on this it's uh, she's a wind controller named Nina Vento. And she's become the governor of this island. Uh, she's always been a, a symbol of uh, like holiness, priestesshood, um, because she can control wind. And she took part in essentially the downfall of his the kingdom that he once was a prince of. So he really despises her. And he blames her for the death of her, his parents, because once the kingdom was overthrown... His, his parents were pretty much, you would assume, they've been executed. So he goes on to this island along with his sister. Um, they're joining as members of the new flight academy that will be on this floating island. It's a huge island. And he has aspirations of, you know, learning to fly and flying to the edge of the world. It's just something, a dream that he's had since he was a child. His, it was his dying mother's wish that he would, uh, you know, go out and, and, and fly across the skies so they join this this flying academy on the this floating island Isla, and they go out and embark on this journey to the edge of the uh, the end of the world, or end of the sky. And that that, that kind of is incrust most of the story. I've kind of been, um, explained a couple things in there that you kind of learn late, but I don't think they're huge spoilers. Um, but when he after he gets on the island, uh, he joins the academy. Of course, um, they kind of meet the you meet the 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 kind of the entire. Cast of characters and their little aerial combat class that they have on that island. I was afraid it would turn into kind of a, a school days kind of thing where they would just be going to class every day, but it kind of really focused on Kalel's past, um, the the kingdom that he was once the prince of. Um, it explains who Ninaviento is and and her involvement in the in the uh, overthrowing of the previous government. And after that, it kind of moves on to them reaching the end of the sky and what's there and what's involved with the prophecy that they're trying to fulfill. And in all, that is a, a very interesting story. I I had a lot of hopes for it, mainly because I really enjoyed uh, Claire, who's a girl that he, he meets shortly after he arrives on the island, and they kind of they fall in love. And I think that's kind of like the theme of the entire show is a pilot's love song. And their, their interaction together was really cute. I really enjoyed them as a, a couple. But after a while, it kind of shifts into, here is what the, the the commander and all of them of this Isla island believe they need to do in order to overcome this conflict, this this opposing force that they run into later. And it really just turns into a... We'll flag a character, in the next episode, they're going to die. We'll flag a character, in the next episode, they're going to die. And you never quite—they don't really establish early on that this kingdom is trying to fulfill this prophecy, and they're very religious. They don't really enforce that, so I end up finding out later that I'm like, okay, so they really are into this idea of this religion because— They've been basically throwing people, throwing bodies at this opposing force with no real concern over life or death. And it gets almost suicidally stupid. And that's where it kind of loses a lot of its flavor. And the ending of the show itself really left itself unconcluded uh, to an extreme bit. It was cute the way it ended, but... It didn't solve anything and it left something disjointed and you'll get it if you watched it. But overall, I enjoyed the series. It was what I enjoyed most about it is that it was unique. Um, it wasn't a typical show. I enjoyed a lot of the characters. I enjoyed a lot of the backstory more than anything. The, the world building that they did with Kalel and the, the previous kingdom and Nina Viento, all that stuff was very interesting. I just think they kind of didn't explain certain aspects well enough. I think if you go into this show knowing that they are a very religious uh, colony that's going on this Isla island out to the end of the the edge of the uh, the sky, I think you'll understand it more. Uh, just as the decisions are made, understand that. While I don't believe a lot of the commanders believe it, because at certain points they make they make comments like, so the prophecy really is true. So it's almost like they don't actually believe it, but yet they're doing this. It doesn't make much sense to me. But overall, I, I enjoy the series. I It's very difficult to give a score, but I'm, I'm leaning around a 2.5. Uh, like I said, I think if you're looking for a unique story, you're definitely going to find it here. If you like world-building and decently deep characters, you're going to find it here. There's just a lot of points in the show where a certain character makes decisions or or reacts to certain situations that just feels off putting um like you have the aspect that Calle really hates Nino Viento and there's certain points in which that decision that that aspect makes him make decisions that just doesn't feel right and there's a lot of grudges that are in place that just they don't they don't feel believable like i was explaining to you at some point where Yeah, he hates Nita Viento for him losing his, uh, her being involved with him losing his previous, uh, his 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 old life. But if you think about it, do people really hold grudges for, you know, fifteen years? At a certain point, you're just gonna not care anymore. And I just don't think a lot of the they they built those conflicts saying here's what happened in the past. And you're like, man, that was really screwed up. But then you're like, but it never kept them remembering it to the point now that i don't think it's really believable so i don't know this is a small quirk again i think it's enjoyable it's a unique story check it out if you like a a decent I, i i
1: i when you think about that kind of thing i mean yeah you could probably still have that grudge but i seriously doubt that you would still sit there and go go out of your way for that grudge does that make sense right when something I mean, things change. Yeah, try to change with it, but not keep
0: it to the point that it's stupid.
1: If the person was sitting in front of you and and went, "Hey, I'm 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 the person who killed your parents," Mm and you're going to be like, "Oh yeah, well, you're sitting right in front of me. I have a gun in my hand. Yeah, I'm going to kill you. Am I am I going to go out of my way to hunt you down? Probably not. The problem is, is the
0: age in which that happened. He's like, he's like. 3 or 4, No, I'd probably say about 4 or 5 years old. I mean, yeah, it really sucked back then, but when you think about it back when you're, you know, 18 or 20, are you going to be like, "Oh, I want to kill you," even though I have I my life has moved on.
1: Yeah, I don't kind of I I, 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 I have lived in that 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 environment I guess in we can't really 15 tell. years,
0: so Anyways, I'm going to end up spoiling something if I continue talking about that. <laughs> Witchcraft works? Which I've only watched the first episode, so I can't really comment much on this one.
1: All right. This is about, um, a character named Hanukkah, who is a guy who, uh, has a classmate named Ayaka. Um, he is, it's revealed in the first episode that he actually is a, has something to do with the magical realm. Um, Ayaka, it just so happens to be a magical guardian for him. And, uh, between the two of them, uh, life goes on, and he learns about how uh, he how his role in the magical realm works. Um, he learns how how they're hiding the magic from humans, and all that all that is involved in that. Uh, this is a fairly action paced show or action packed show. Um, there, if I was to say that I have one real big beef with this show, it's that they're very liberal with the um, the CG. Anytime oh, yeah. that there is an action-based scene, they flip right to the CG. They don't even mess with it. And here's... I think that the main reason for that was so that they could save on the budget. Um, this show is fairly good-looking, honestly. Um, however, the CG can be off-putting, so it's really kind of hard for me to say... It's a good-looking show, except for this. So take that for what it is. If you if you have a hard time with CG, you're probably going to have a hard time with this because a lot of there is a lot of action sh- action scenes in this show, and so that's going to be a main focus. One of the things that I do do po- want to point out is the characters are very shallow. Um, it is very it it holds very tight to a lot of character archetypes and th- there's just so many characters being thrown at you left and right there just doesn't seem to be a lot of building on any of those characters even the main protagonist and the um, and the secondary character or his or Ayaka if you want or Ayaka uh, if you want to name her uh, his his bodyguard type character if you want to call her that um, don't go and flame me because of this, because I know she's technically not a bodyguard. She would be a, a, love interest if anything. Um, when it comes down to it, um, those two characters, although there is a little bit of character building in those two characters, it's very, very light. Um, there's no real backstory. There's no real dynamics between the two characters. And that's one of the really frustrating aspects of it. Um, the, the story itself is very interesting. The world that is built here is very interesting. Um, but nothing seems to really have been done with any of it. And that's really kind of the frustrating thing. I think that this could go into a second season or, uh, or, or on, but as it is right now, this one season, although it's a very good season, don't get me wrong. It was very, very clean. Uh, it, it cut off at a good point. Um, you didn't feel like you were left out of anything, but there was a lot of stuff that you will naturally go, well, so all of this is here, why Why aren't we going into any of this? And that's the really frustrating thing, and I don't think that they could have done that in 12 episodes anyway. Um, this is a very, very uh, story, story-driven story plot. The characters are nowhere near uh, driving this story at all. So, I can't say that I felt any real attachment to any characters, and that was a little bit off-putting for me. Um, when it comes down to it, one of the things that I was really worried about, and I, I've said this several times, I was really worried about with the with the list of uh, the development team that was going in in with this, I was very, very afraid that this was going to become a very extremely etchy, fanservice-y show. This did not become that. Um, There was the occasional innuendos that was thrown in here and there, but they were fairly ambiguous. Unless you were an adult and you could pick up on it, you were not going to really catch on to it very well. Um, Other than that, I thought it was a a good 3.5 show. Okay, that is
0: Witchcraft Works. Before we continue, we have forgotten to once again... Introduce our newest member to the Figma-ish family, and that is, what is it, Kamineko? It, it's, it's, Kamineko?
1: My, it, it's my new... uh Your what? Yeah, it's wait, my... <laughs>
0: wait, 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 wait. Hold the phone. This is a Kamineko, what do they call her? Um Pintaco or something like that. Yeah, it's like the usual term for a girl that is obsessed with the fact that she's so flat-chested, but it's actually a sitting version of a ninjoid is, is what I would kind of refer to it as. And it is absolutely adorable. Please check us out on the otakuspirit.com site. I have uh, a photo shoot of her. Just search Kami or Kami Neko, K-A-M-I-N-E-K-O, and you'll find pictures of her. Really adorable. So after that little interlude there, we'll move on to a short series not really a short series, but a, a series
1: of shorts, which is Onechan chan There you go.
0: Which, I think I've watched three episodes of it. Didn't really catch my fancy, but maybe you'll change my mind. No. No, never mind. I see the score.
1: <laughs> Unless
0: that was a typo.
1: No, that is my score for it. Uh, this is about a 13-year-old uh, boy named Tomoya. Uh, his father remarries, and he has a new sister. Trope, trope. <laughs> uh, it's seventeen-year-old Ichika. Uh, she decides she's completely in love with him, and to a ridiculous and somewhat scary degree. Kind of like Benio. Yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> oh, only she's a little bit more weird. Um, this the 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 when it comes down to it, the this is a short, and it does keep itself very well in within the scope of what a short is. It doesn't try to connect episode to episode, which is one of the things that I don't really care for with some shorts. Um, we will ha- He doesn't like at, shorts at a, at with a... pockets that hang
0: out the bottom, too.
1: Just do do Yes, it really, really distracted me in Sonico okay? I did not like the pockets sticking out of her shorts. They drove me nuts. Anyway. <laughs> he doesn't like shorts. <laughs> um, we, we will we will probably be getting into a short here soon that does that and it to a, a, an extreme degree, and it really takes away from the experience of that sure. show. And we'll be talking about another one that actually does it very well. Yes, and we will be doing that. Um, this one does pretty good, but the problem is, is the it the comedy aspect of this show really revolves around the overly obsessive sister, uh, older sister, and this Shota um, young boy. The problem is, is that it's it felt really, really forced and. It didn't seem like the character interaction was very well done at all. Um, one of the things that that I I will point out is the artwork felt like it was almost airbrushed and 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 very very childishly drawn, and it does add to that, but it didn't add enough to sell the story, so it didn't really. None of it really worked very well for me. And I was very frustrated with this show. Um, so when it comes down to it, I gave it a score of one. Oh,
0: you, you stopped too early. I was just trying to look something up. What's that? One of the things that absolutely annoyed me about this show was her stupid mouth. <laughs> it was always an upside down, or a, a triangle, basically. It was a penguin face. <laughs> and it reminds me a lot of... Uh,
1: what is that show called? Um I watched the first season of it and I really enjoyed it. I see it every once in a while but it 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 was I was trying not to point it out because it's not something that I think was really that big of a deal. But yeah, that that's her mouth, the entire show. She she does not change that face. It's just way weird. I I'm I'm going
0: to look it up eventually and I'll probably get back to it while you talk about Hamator, which is our next one that I watched two episodes of, um, it felt a lot like uh, Get Backers meets Darker Than Black, and you
1: can probably tell me if that's true or not, Later,
0: uh, in later episodes,
1: anyways. I, I have a hard time putting those t- those three together in the same boat, because the, the problem with this show, this, this show is about uh, people who have what are called minimums. They're a special inborn uh, power that uh, a limited limited number of people can have. Uh, They are called uh, minor miracles. Um, the The show is about a uh, two two main characters named Nice and Murasaki. Um, They are in a detective agency called Hamitara. At first, they start. uh, They they pretty much they're story is is centered around solving these several mysteries along the road um usually what will end up happening is a two cases will come in one will be an extremely extravagant case and one will be a minor case that doesn't doesn't really seem like it should matter and what will end up happening at the end of every episode i kid you not these two cases, no matter what they are, are always tied into each other, and this became really, really, for lack of a better term, tropish, per se. Um, here's the stupid thing about this show that really, really irked me to no end. There is a main, uh, a main plot line that go that streams through the entire show, but. The clues for this main plot line are, are tossed in there and it's almost like they're they're pointing at it and saying, Hey, this is important. Pay attention to it. But the funny thing is, is that it's it gets so lost in the convolutedness of the entire show that when it comes down to it, you really don't even care that they there those points are there. Um at about the three-quarter point. Um and, and this is an extremely episodic show. You will watch it and you're gonna be watching this episode, these two cases, this show this episode, these two cases, and you're gonna go through eight episodes exactly like that. Like I said, there's this this main plot that's going through the entire show. And it is very, very dark in tone, and it's and it's it's almost like it's the show's trying to be light in tone for three quarters of the show but there's this little dark um stream of things going through the entire show and then at that three quarter point it gets really dark and i mean very dark um but the stupid thing is is like i said it's it's so lost in the convolution of the show itself that by the time this 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 stuff all comes together, you really don't much care. The characters are not strong enough to push the show. Um, there's not very much as far as character dynamics in any of the characters. They pretty much are the same from the beginning to the end. Um, <clears throat> there is this, this character here and that character there that is kind of interesting. But none of them are really built on at all. So really in all actuality it's it's one of those shows that i would like to say is it, it it it's a good catch if you watch it but when it comes down to it i can't say that i truly enjoyed the show so when it comes down to it i gave it a score of 3
0: i just realized what show had the triangle mouth thing and that was minami k but again it was like every now and then the youngest sister did it and it wasn't that bad, but this one, that, that yeah, yeah, too much. Anyways, Tokyo Rebons. Yeah,
1: you want to give it the start?
0: To, I guess I can do the beginning of it because I I actually watched that one, and I won't get into spoilers like you will probably. <laughs> um, actually, I don't know if I can because I haven't watched it in so long. But anyways, Haruta is essentially a. A boy that was supposed to be a... Um I already screwed it up, see? <laughs> he essentially was born from the Amuya family, which he was supposed to be a protector of a shrine maiden, or like a familiar, I think is what they, they claim it as, um, but he decides at some point in his life that he doesn't want to, so he runs off and goes to another school and leaves that whole aspect behind. He believes that he just, he he doesn't have what it takes anyways. He doesn't, he can't see the spirits what he's supposed to, I guess, believe that he's, he believes that he's supposed to see the spirits but he can't, so he thinks that he doesn't have the power to do it. I don't know, but anyways uh, even though he goes to this other school uh, his, his role in having to do that ends up coming and following him there. Uh, At some point uh, a, kind of a An elite of these magicians shows up and she puts into a play something that forces him to have to finally decide that this girl that he knew from his childhood, the the maiden that he was supposed to be the familiar of, uh, Natsumi, uh, he forces him to have to make that pact with her and thus become her familiar. Um, And that goes into him joining a school with Natsumi where he has to learn how to be a true familiar and Essentially, protect Natsumi as as, uh, as she fulfills her role. And Natsumi is actually a um, what everybody believes to be a, uh, a reincarnation of a what was it like a, a legendary magician or or mage? Say that again. He, she, Natsumi was supposed to be a, a reincarnation of somebody that was a very powerful mage or something like that, or wizard or something like that. <clears throat> yes, or it was supposed to be. You know, was, I don't know if that ever came to fruition wouldn't want to get in that did. because that would be a spoiler. Thank you, <laughs> spoiler. But that was kind of where I kind of left it off. I, I, I got pretty far into the... I got to the point in which it stopped being kind of a school setting kind of thing because they never really did do that, even though I was afraid they would. Um, it just at some point, I, I think they just had a really huge gap in the episodes, and I just never really went back to watching it afterwards. It wasn't really that I didn't like it. It was just really that... I didn't have the urge to go back to it even though I wanted to. So
1: You really should have. Honestly, it 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 pulled together very well. In the end, I thought it it closed out very well. Um the the main thing that if I was to hit this show, it would really be more on what my brother is kind of alluding to. That there there there's although it was really there was a lot of things going on in the each each episode there was a few times where it felt like th- that almost like the 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 writer was dragging you through it was like okay it, it it's going to get better just keep going just keep going and and that's the frustrating thing it, it felt like They didn't like, have a lot of fluff episodes in there
0: i, I kind of agree yeah, with that it, 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 like the whole thing with them them going off somewhere and they were afraid there were people were going to see them at a, a love hotel. And it was like, why is this even here? And at the point in that it was at, didn't really fit. It was like they were trying to do fillers, even though it wasn't a 50 or a hundred episode epic.
1: Yeah. It was almost like it didn't really need to be there, but it was there because they thought that it was almost necessary to toss it in there. And, and I'm not, I'm not saying that there was filler episodes per se, just, points in which you felt like it was almost filler-ish does that make sense Mm -hmm. um but that was that was one of the the problems i had the
0: other two problems i had was it it gave you a feeling of certain characters being really epic and powerful but then they never really they never really touched it and you had um there was a, a an underlying plot line that hits right off the bat and it really makes the main character look extremely stupid that he doesn't figure it out. I mean, even though you see it because you you see the other characters talking about it, it really seems stupid how obvious it would be to him, but he never really quite connects it. And they never really addressed it up to the point that I watched it. it was about, what, up to 13 or so that I've watched up oh, to. Well, I thought you were almost at 19. No, well, I might have. I'm not sure. I just yeah, got was, I got done were, with the the guy really the attacking
1: end. the school, and that was about where I I, just left, I left off. Um, one of the things that I do want to point out is 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 Haratora, I, Although I didn't really care for him as a character, he was a very decent character, um, and he was he was pretty dynamic. I mean, he did he it was an obvious change i mean you could definitely say that he had he went through a lot and changed and morphed during during the course of the show um a lot of the side characters they they were very well built um a lot of a lot of love went into each one of these characters which i think is really where this this show truly shines um like i said the story although it was a very interesting story the world that they had built was very interesting um, I don't think that the story drove really well. Um, no, that was the other thing. It, it felt like there were, there was too many things
0: that it was trying to cover, and it didn't really focus enough on each one of them. I, th- I think sense. I, I like have right off the, right the bat they they explore the gen- what do they call them the generals or whatever, which are like these very this this elite group of oh, I keep calling them magicians. What are they called magicians or just spirit mages or omi omigio mages? Um, there was like this very elite group of them and you explore one of them. And by the way, they really killed that character, even though I really liked her. Um, I don't know if she ever redeems herself, but they really killed her as a joke. Uh, but they, 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 they show these, these, these elites right off the bat and you're like, they look like they, it, it caught me and it made me really interested because I really enjoyed Bleach and how Bleach made you have, you know, here's, here's Ichigo and here's the, 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 all the, uh the Shinigamis, and they were like insanely powerful, and it gave you that sense of Ichigo doesn't know what he's getting into. And they kind of did that same thing with these elites and then they never really touch him again. And then they're kind of going, okay, we're in a school setting now. Okay, now here's this this this, this other this <laughs> extremely huge uh beast being summoned in this location. And and then here comes the elites and they show up and yet they don't kill the elite, the the super powerful thing and then you're kind of wondering okay so are they really elites and then it goes back to showing them how that powerful they are and and then you're going over here and here's this guy and he's got all these yeah, uh, and that, spider and things he's going
1: to attack and it just it's all over the place and I couldn't really and and that's and that's and that's what I was I was I was kind of pointing out is 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 here's this is one of those things that like i was saying it was like the the writer was saying oh here's all these this cool stuff keep going it's going to get better but it never it never really covers any of this stuff and and that's even it doesn't even, explain them well it doesn't explain them well a lot of um, interesting aspects though i don't want i don't want to sound too negative yeah it, it, don't don't get us wrong because this is this is a very very interesting world and there's a lot to this world but like i said it doesn't feel like anything was really finalized now at the end a lot of this stuff don't get me wrong it's not finalized in any way shape or form the show was well compacted and and boxed up and bow tied very well um Harutora towards the end he gets to shine like you would not believe he really turns out very awesome at the end of the show and it closes it up and says and just has this one little note at the end it says here we're going to do another another season. It I'm I'm not I, it's one of those, you know, <laughs> things that says this could put we could do another season if you really like the show, but you know how they are. Um but yeah, it it all they, they usually up. put that into play before they even find out if they have the money yeah. to do it.
0: That's <laughs> just like uh we were talking about recently was Noragami, which we'll re- review eventually. I don't have it written up there. But they kind of leave that last moment where somebody says something, and you're like well, that just tells me that they have more in store. But when you think about it, the, the manga hasn't very f- past far past that, and it really does seem like this is a, an attempt to cash in on the manga. So it could just be that they're pointing at the manga. So,
1: and Tokyo
0: Ravens, like ever, most all of them,
1: it has a manga. So, yeah, this, like I said, this one, this one finalized out really well. Um, my final score on this one for uh, this this two seasons is
0: 3.5 all right now I'll, I'll probably be checking it eventually and I'll, I'll probably do a written review unless he gets to it first because we only do one written review per person so whoever gets to it first kind of thing um that that's all of them that we have for this episode uh, we'll be doing how, how many do we have in store probably four again uh, it'll probably be about the same same yeah. amount as this one okay so look forward to More of the hopefully next episode will be on time and we won't be late like we did this week. Uh, yeah, again, check us out on talkuspirit.com. That's where we have all of our news reviews, impressions of every show that we watch or that I watch, impressions, anyways, and reviews of new and old anime uh, podcast links are there. Uh, feeds for Google, uh, Facebook, and Twitter, so you can keep up to date with us. And we thank you all for listening. Uh, our closing song is going to be the uh, ending song to the pilot's love song, and that is Kaze ga Siteru, and that is translated to "The Wind Knows," and that is uh, by Akai Cohen, or Ko-Ko-Koen. Koen. I believe it's Koen. Cohen. That's a pretty good song. I didn't particularly like the animations for the closing there, but the song's good. So I hope you enjoy listening to it and. Again, check us again. Hopefully, Sunday-ish or Monday-ish when we. I don't want to set a date. Feel bad <laughs> if we don't keep it. Any closing comments to our first of the winter twenty fourteen season reviews?
1: I was kind of a disappointing season,
0: honestly. I have a couple that I'm excited to talk about eventually.
1: Uh, or this, or the, <clears throat> yeah. Well, I got you. Yeah, it was a it was a fairly disappointing season. Yeah, besides those two. And would, this and uh, this season coming up, what do you think?
0: Uh, well, see, I was excited about a lot of things last. Well, no, actually, I wasn't expecting really anything this season, and I actually got those two gems, so I'm 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 impressed. I'll 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 hope that I get the same effect. This at least get a couple that I like this next one. There's at least one that I'm r- really excited about. Yes, and it just got recently announced for Crunchyroll Funimation. and Funimation.
1: Oh, did Crunchyroll got it, too?
0: Yes, they did. Cool. As Selector Infected, they announced it. Yes. Epic. And they're getting uh, Mushishi, also, which I guess that was a given, because they, they did the promo for it, too. Yeah, good stuff coming.
1: I'm kind of looking forward to uh, Inugami yeah, we'll streaming. and yeah, Nikoyama. Of kind of. That looks cool. But yeah, the the alien good, one, hardly. all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, if you if you haven't checked us out, we have a, uh, a impressions of the our our first impressions of the spring twenty fourteen lineup podcast. Where we talk about all the ones that we enjoyed, and we make a bunch of jokes out of ones that we don't care much for. So check that out as well.
1: I'm also already working on our simulcast schedule, so you guys can have everything in one spot. Yeah, our last one
0: was a hit. A lot of people enjoyed using that to find uh legit ways of getting your anime ways of supporting the people that are making this stuff so we get more of it so definitely check that out um mainly if you're in the north american allowed region of internets
1: join us on the forums if come want to chat with us yes definitely, definitely
0: thank you all for listening oh take care